morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome back to the podcast that explores the world within and out. And thank you for subscribing to Traveling Inside Out on any podcast platform you feel like. And if you could rate it on Apple Podcasts, that would be so swell. Thank you. So I decided to continue my story about traveling in Netherlands. So if you have not listened to the previous episode, episode 99 about uh, Netherlands, I would highly suggest you go ahead and do that uh, before you listen to this one because it's going to give you a lot of uh, information to understand more about my trip in uh, Amsterdam. Uh, so once again, uh, it was February 2016, from the 11th to the 15th. I was traveling with my uh, boyfriend at the time. I was living in Iceland at the time, and I was a volunteer. Um, and the first, we were staying in Den Haag, and we arrived there on the 11th, the 12th, we explored Den Haag a little bit, or that uh, part in Den Haag. Then on uh, 13th, we decided to go and visit Amsterdam. So again, if you want to listen to, yeah, I would highly suggest to listen first to, uh, to that uh, episode and then come back and listen uh, this one. Okay, so uh, Amsterdam was the city that I was excited about, right? Because so many things are happening in Amsterdam. Um, we kind of try to figure out together what are the most important bits that we want to see so then we can both do both. I really wanted to see the cheese museum because I really, 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 really love cheese. And he loves uh, cheese too. Uh, so at least we had this in common. So we both agreed that we should go to Cheese uh, Museum. And we did. We went to Cheese Museum. I don't remember most of the information from that Cheese Museum. But I do remember that I had cheese sampling. And I was like, I've never seen this in a museum. I'm all about it. So we tasted some cheese. Um, we took some pictures. Of course, we put like some, I think I put some old weird-ish on... Like, okay, it was not old, weird-ish. It was a traditional costume that probably people who were working cheese back in the day were wearing or something like that. Um, I really need to look for that pictures if it, a picture if it still exists. So Cheese Museum was a success, man. Uh, but I have to say that I don't remember exactly how we got from Den Haag to Amsterdam. And I don't remember exactly how much we walked. But I do remember that at some point we took a tram. And he kind of me, told me not to forget. There's a weird way to do stuff. You're supposed... I don't remember what was the thing. You're supposed to... So you get a card or you get your ticket and you are supposed to do it when you go out. Like you need to punch it or something like that as you go out, I think. And I forgot to do it. So the next time when I got into the tram or something like that, I 
had to pay because it was not activated. I really don't remember. The point is that he knew about it. He told me once, but then he didn't remind me. Like, he didn't was like, hey, don't forget to do this. Like, he did it for himself and he didn't help me do, like, whatever. Anyway, I had to pay extra for a ticket because I fucked up, basically. So I guess that's a very touristic uh, kind of a thing to do when you don't remember exactly what you were supposed to do. But it was very contra-intuitive to what I was used to do. I don't remember what it was, but that's for sure something that I was not used to do. So I had to pay extra. But again, the problem was like this. Compared with how much he paid for this trip for both of us, my money didn't matter. But compared with the fact that I was a volunteer, that I only had around 300 euros per month and the plane ticket cost me around 160, it was a very stressful uh, holiday for me because I couldn't quite afford it and I hated depending on him uh, money-wise and all that. I really, really, truly hated it. But I had to basically be like, yeah, whatever, uh-huh, whatever. Now, we went kind of in, like, it was, again, it was February. It was a cold day. It was a foggy day. It was not pleasant at all. But we had to roll with it. Uh, he was really unhappy in the rain and so on. So I was unhappy too, but I think he was a bit more than me. Uh, I really, really wanted to see um, a famous windmill, right? Because I was like, I'm in Netherlands. I'm supposed to see a famous windmill. Well, funny or not, it took me quite a while to find one. And even the one that I found was, I think it was like an old meal that was transformed in something else. And it wasn't, yeah, I was very unhappy with the fact. I was like, how weird is this? I'm in Amsterdam or I'm in Netherlands and I don't know how to, where to find windmills. The hell is wrong with me? <laughs> um Oh, and another thing that I forgot to say last time is, okay, oh, okay, I can say it now. So I back in uh, Iceland, I was working for um, for an international, like Hustling International, right? Uh, if you don't know Hustling International, it's uh, a non-for-profit organization that is about hustling. It was made in like, 1920s, I think, or something like that. It was built or whatever. It started. Um, and I could have stayed in one of uh, the hostels in Netherlands uh, with maybe a bit of a discount because I was a volunteer over here. But my partner at the time didn't realize at all not even one second, that in hostels you can have private rooms. And he said to me very, like, I want a private room. I'm not going to stay in a dorm with you. Like, no. And I was, I didn't understand that he didn't know that we could have stayed there. What I didn't know also, because I said last time he was in charge of the accommodation because he paid for it, I didn't know that we are going to stay in an Airbnb. I really didn't know anything about the accommodation up until we got to the place. 
because I thought that we're going to stay in a, in a dorm or in a hostel or in a something, uh, so then we can ask more questions uh, at the um, reception of the place. But since we stayed in an Airbnb, we had like a small brochures, but I didn't know too much. So I had to do a lot of uh, discovering about the city and about the, so on the, on the spot, which didn't help. So that was another thing that I was like, okay, maybe I should, in the future, I should try to do some research before I arrive in the place. Uh, so I wasn't very sure. This is why I didn't know how to go around <laughs> finding windmills <laughs> I didn't know that um, but again I was coming from Reykjavik and I remember the shock of how busy the city was and again it was a February day uh, random February day but it felt so crowded there were I've never seen so many bikes ever in my entire life that they were like the bikes were hooked everywhere. Like, they were parked everywhere. And again, it was February, so I didn't, I didn't imagine that. I didn't know that. Like, I was just... And somebody told me, like, well, if you go to Amsterdam and you're complaining that there are too many bikes, that's insane. And I'm like, I'm not... <sighs> sorry, I'm, I have something in my eyes, so I'm trying to, like, talk and do the... Take my eyelashes from my eye. Um, from my eyeball at the same time. Um, I'm not complaining about being too many bikes, but it was just shockingly to see how many bikes were parked everywhere and like stuck to the grill, grill of the bridge and of the... Everywhere, everywhere. And so many bikers. And it was kind of cold. It was, it was miserable. I was miserable. That's just how it is. I was miserable. But the, the other thing was that he really wanted to see a brewery. Um, because apparently Amsterdam is famous for some brewery, like beer distillery. So I went with him wherever we went, like wherever he wanted to go. And actually, because we went there, that's when I was able to see a sort of a windmill. I don't, I'm not even sure even now if that was a windmill for sure. But uh, yeah, we went to that beer distillery and it was so crowded. We were like person, 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 like stuck together. Um, it was just insanely crowded. And I'm thinking now during Corona, I'm wondering how is that distillery if it's still open? And there were so many people. It, I, it was just, I didn't enjoy it. I didn't like the beer. I didn't like the crowdness. I didn't like, it was so loud, so noisy. So I did, didn't like it at all. Uh, but I've done that for him because I was like, okay, sure. Let's uh, do this. Um, and I remember that we really wanted to stay until the night because we decided to um, have a look at the red light district. We didn't want to, you know, like go and <laughs> we just wanted to go have a walk and see uh, some stuff. But we got 
so frustrated. It was so cold. And yeah, we were a bit, I don't remember what we ate though. So we ate a little bit of cheese at the cheese museum. Don't remember, did we eat maybe something at that brewery? Maybe like some chips or... I really, I, I'm struggling to remember, but I just can't. Um, so I don't know what we, we ate, but I do remember that we really waited until the dark came, like to be darker. And that happened rather soon. But the the ladies were not out yet in the windows, so we actually didn't see. There was just one per, one lady that was just like they were just starting to open, and we decided to go back to Den Haag. I remember we did see the lights for the Moulin Rouge, um, which at least we've seen the where the show <laughs> takes place still counts. But yeah, Amsterdam was a disappointment, but not the same disappointment that I had, for example, in London. It was a disappointment that I realized it was only because of the weather, and it was also because I didn't know exactly what to see. I didn't know exactly uh, what's... And also, I didn't have the money to do too many things either. So it was a disappointment, but it was mostly because of the way that I traveled. And again, I promise, as I said last episode, I promised myself that I'm going to go and see, I'm going to visit Netherlands um, in, a, in a better season, like autumn on, uh, autumn, why am I saying autumn, uh, spring or summer. I haven't done it so far, but I will be doing it. Now, um, because I didn't do that much in Amsterdam, and I this episode is supposed to be Amsterdam, I have to say that I uh, have a friend that she was in Amsterdam. Oh, my God. The time is so weird. Was it maybe last year in spring? <laughs> I really don't know. Was it two years ago or last year? I think it was last year. <laughs> the time is so ever since coronavirus happened, I don't know what time is anymore. And after I read her blog post about uh, Amsterdam and so on, I have to say that I regret not thinking about taking a, a city tour. I said this before in my episode about Dublin. Um, if you have listened to both of my episodes talking about my trip in Dublin, I talked about taking uh, my first time taking a city tour, like a walk, a walking city tour. Um, we didn't do that, and I think I would have enjoyed it a bit more if we would have gone for a city walk. Now, again, being February, I don't know how awesome it would have been but this is one of the moments when, um, you know, you go to a place, you visit the place, and then you see someone else visiting the place, and you are like, I did this like I did it so wrongly. <laughs> but again, my circumstances were completely different. I went there again in February. I was with my partner that I was learning a lot of things about, and I was about to learn more the next day if you want to know what happened during the 14th of February, the day in which I said I'm not going to celebrate and he said he wants to do something special. So if you're interested in seeing how that ended up being uh, 
honestly, one of my worst days uh, in a relationship, and I've been through a lot. Like, I've really been through a lot. Um, yeah, you should just listen to the previous episode, episode 99, in which I'm telling you how my 14th of February uh, ended up uh, being... Uh, in Netherlands or in Amsterdam or no, it wasn't Amsterdam. We were in Den Haag uh, at the time. So yes, for sure I want to go back to Amsterdam. For sure I want to visit more. And meanwhile, I have a bench, the famous bench. If anyone has read um, or has seen the movie uh, Fault in Our Stars. So if he, if you read the book for about uh, written by John Green, I will highly suggest if you haven't done that already. I actually didn't know about John Green uh, as a as a writer. I actually knew about him uh, through YouTube. So uh, his brother Hank Green has made a video. I, you can try to find it on on YouTube about that specific bench. That video made me cry. It is about uh, he wrote because people started to write reviews to a specific bench that is important in the movie slash in the book, The Fault in Our Stars, and. Uh, I didn't find that bench. I don't think I knew about that bench. I was, uh, I don't remember exactly in what year um, the movie came out and the book came out. I really don't remember. I know I read the, oh, I don't think I read the book. I read the script. The di like I read, I, I read actually the script and I saw, like I saw the movie, then I read the script and I watched the movie at the same time. And then I was planning to read the book. I never read the book. The point is, that that w is one of the places where I'm going to go back to Amsterdam. I'm going to go and try to find that famous bench. And I would highly suggest you to watch uh, the video that Hank Green made about the bench in Amsterdam. It's so beautiful. It made me cry. It's just one of the things that the like uh, green brothers do that they are just like sometimes speak to my soul better than I am capable to do that uh, for myself. Um, so I just wanted to mention this. And I'm actually curious for you, uh, my listener, if it ever happened to you that you travel somewhere and then you didn't quite took a full advantage of the place that you were uh, being in, and if you didn't, then how, uh, did you just, like, did you go back? Uh, are you planning to go back to some places that you've had like missed opportunities or you never go back or you're actually always taking full advantage of every single trip that you're taking and so on? I'm really curious to hear back from you. Nobody ever does, but maybe this time <laughs> I'm lucky and somebody will, uh, you can, you know how to, you will know, you know how to get in touch with me. Like Alina's Wonders on any way possible. You also have my email address at the end of, the, of this. But because I promised last time, I'm going to tell you more about how the relationship uh, continued after the horrible 14th of February that happened. And other little things that I realized that my boyfriend, like my boyfriend at the time, was probably not the best um, 
match for me? Well, <laughs> uh, another thing that I have not discussed at all was the fact that, as everyone uh, knows, in Netherlands, is, uh, marijuana is legal. Also, you can have uh, some brownies that have, I guess, a sort of marijuana in them. Um, and yeah, I was able to smell marijuana all over the street. And I was like, OK, it's legal. It's fine. I still don't want to do it because I'm firstly, firstly I'm scared. And whoever is a marijuana consumer and is uh, telling me like, but you are drinking alcohol. Why are you scared about? It's just that I'm scared because I don't know what it can do to me. I don't know uh, that I don't know why would I need it necessarily and i'm drinking alcohol yes but i'm not drinking alcohol very often either also i have never smoked anything ever in my entire life why would i start now i still don't think that my lungs need that i don't know if it like i there's a lot of i don't know so then i just don't want to get into that however my boyfriend was not against this um i did tell him that I can't tell him not to smoke marijuana, but I told him, please do not do it when you are with me. I don't feel comfortable. I don't like it. And I don't want to see you under that, uh, you know. And he said, okay. As long as, so, you, so you're fine. I was like, well, if I don't see you, I can't tell you what you do, right? So... Whatever, but if I but at least don't do it while I can see it. Like, don't do it when you are with me. Uh, and he said, okay. Now, he was making jokes that, uh, because he worked for the government, he worked for the Army of United States at some point in his life. Also, I don't know exactly. I, it was a blur. I never understood exactly what he worked on. Um, so he was telling me, because I was, I was trying at the time to get a job in the United States. I was applying for different jobs in the United States. So it would have been amazing for me to be able to get a job in the United States. As you can, as you know, it still never happened. But he kept, jo he kept joking to me that, with me that if I'm going to go to the United States and he's traveling. Like he, the point was like he's going to try to bring me to the United States as into... Uh, I don't know what he was talking about, but he was saying that he's gonna say uh, the border that I have a bump in my and if I if he says this, he can they will be forced to take me aside and uh, and I was like, why would you do that? And he's like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm just joking. And I was like, and he I always had this feeling that if I'm traveling with him abroad, which I did. And I had this in my mind. He's like, I'm an East European, and in a lot of countries we are perceived as bad people. He, even though he is a black guy, but he worked for the government of United States. If anything happens between two of us, he's gonna be the one believed and not me. And I was like, oh, I don't like this. Like I, I, I had a bit of a bad feeling in my stomach because he was joking in a weird way. I didn't like that. So, as I said last time, he was in Italy at the time for a few, like for a few weeks. He traveled to Italy. Then he, we met in Netherlands, and then we both came back together to Iceland. Uh, 
We flew to Iceland, and I remember that we were still trying to figure it out. I was calming down after the 14th of February. That was a <laughs> fiasco. And I was, um, you know, trying to be like, okay, it's fine. I saw that he got jealous, and the second when he got jealous, because there was a, I still remember that steward. There was a handsome steward, man, um, with a long beard and with a, like a very Viking, Icelandic kind of a beard. And I was like, wow, I've never seen, never, never seen a steward with beard before. Like I've, I've seen like a crew member, like a male, but I've never seen like with proper beard. And he, uh, my boyfriend at the time was trying to grow some beard as well. And he kept saying that he's going to look like a Viking and so on. And I was like, no, that looks like a Viking. So he got jealous on the guy. And he, as soon as he got jealous, he started to be very attentive with me, like very kissy-touchy and so on. And I was like, this doesn't feel right. If you're just like holding my hand and kissing me and so on because you feel insecure because of someone else, I don't feel okay about this, but I was like, okay, let's move forward. Um, he came and he he came back to Iceland, and a few days later, he moved in with me. He was supposed to stay in Iceland for a month and a half, or around a month. No, a month and a week, or something. He was living around my birthday. Um, I don't remember if it's like earlier or on the day or after or I don't remember but like something like that which is in 20th of March uh, so we moved in together that was a challenge because I never lived like proper lived with a boyfriend before and I was like okay well I guess we're doing this uh, but it was more of a movement because yeah it was a whole thing whatever so that happened. I was not living. Uh, I was living with other interns or volunteers from the company, and I was uh, of course we were alone in the room. <laughs> we were living with others, um, and he was getting along with two of my flatmates. Uh, very well. He was getting along too well, I would say, with uh, some of uh, those roommates. And uh, unfortunately, like we were starting, like we had a bit of a misunderstanding in the beginning, but we were starting to get along. Um, we were actually really like uh, trying to date again, like to actually go on dates. Um, we were watching movies uh, in the night. It was really start. It was really starting to be to to feel like we have it. And then a few days later, he uh, came to me. He said that we need to talk, and I was like, "Oh no, what happened?" And then he told me that there were some problems back home with his uh, daughter, so he had to go back home and see about that, and. I didn't understand that that meant that we are going to break up. I thought that he's just going to go and then we're going to see how things are going to go from then on. 
But he said that he wants to break up because he doesn't know exactly how long he's going to be. He's, he's, he's going to need to be there for his daughter and he's not going to be having time to do, like, to focus on me and how, like, how my, the relationship with me will think. And also he told me that he, uh, ever since he met me, he kept thinking if he would marry me and if he would have decided that he, like, if he feels like he would want to marry me and if he have decided that, I would, he would have already have asked me. And again, this was all in like three months. Like it wasn't like we knew each other for like years or something. And I looked at him and I was like, but what about me? I told you I never want to get married. So what about me? And then he also said that he doesn't know if I would be a good mother for his child. And I'm like, I never, what? Like, it was like a whole thing that was coming at me, and I was like, okay. So I had a panic attack in the last night that we slept together, um, in which I had to go out on the balcony and have, be able to breathe. I really had a really, really horrible meltdown. Uh, realizing that he's leaving and I don't know when I'm going to be able to see him again and actually we are not going to be together and he actually is breaking up with me and all that ish. And then um, he left. The next day he left and I've never seen him ever again, nor do I ever want to see him ever again. But... I was still very confused. I was still trying to figure it out. Maybe we can see boyfriend. Like, we, we, we can still try to figure it out and so on. But I was very angered. And a few, like a month later or something like that, I found out from another colleague that he actually brought marijuana from Netherlands which for whoever doesn't know that, it is illegal. I'm pretty sure a lot of Icelanders do this, but it is illegal. And the fact that I talked with him about that, and not only that he brought the marijuana, but he brought it in the house where I lived, and he smoked it apparently with my fucking fat mates that I still hate for that. To the day, I hate them for that. Um, I got so so furious so I talked with a friend uh, that I could trust and I told her I don't know what the fuck to do she was like go see if you can find that shit and flush it down the toilet and that's exactly what I did I have no fucking regrets I do not care how much it costs I do not care that uh, the people were like no our pot fuck you for bringing the fucking pot that is illegal to have in the country, to smoke and all that shit. I hate all of this. So I got crazy one on us angry and then I wrote to the guy and he got angry back at me and he said that he really wanted for us to have a future as friends but now he doesn't want to have any future with me at all. So then I told him, okay, fuck you or I don't know what the fuck I said to him and then I blocked him in all way possible 
And that was uh, almost the last time when I talked with him. I remember on like uh, two years later, I wrote to him and I told him that I forgive him and I can, I can now live in a world where he lives as well. So whatever. So yeah, <laughs> my trip to Netherlands ended after aftermath of my trip to Netherlands has such a bitter feeling to it and but also because of that I decided to join Tinder and if you want to know some of my Tinder dates I have one of my early episodes in which I'm talking about one like 10 crazy Tinder dates that I had um <laughs> which I guess it was part of my experience of my upcoming um yeah, I still don't uh, agree at all with what the guy did. Uh, I clearly do not, I'm not in touch with him. I do not want to be in touch with him. I do not like the fact that I didn't know who I was at the moment. I was going through quite a bit of a depression because I was just about to be 30. Um my project is was ending. I didn't have a future. I didn't see a future. So it really seemed that everything was ending on me. It really felt like all the doors are closed and it really felt like I'm a failure. And it really felt like I have no clue what I'm doing with my life. It's like my beginning of my 30s, like I had an amazing party, don't get me wrong, but I felt like the biggest failure, I felt like everything that I've done so far was wrong. I felt like I have no clue what I'm doing, where I'm going, and so on. And of course, things really changed since then, of course. Um, but yeah, I know this is not only about Amsterdam, but as I promised the last episode in which I'm talking about Netherlands, I really wanted to uh, get it out of my system because at the end of the day, this podcast is about my journey. And this is a big, important piece of the puzzle of who I am at the moment because being in that relationship made me realize that I should never let myself uh, be stepped on just for the sake of being stepped on. And I've also realized that even if... On paper, some people seem really great. I should really pay more attention to uh, more to the facts than to the words. And I should also really, really, really trust my gut more than I did back then. Because there was quite a bit of uh, red flags that I decided to ignore. And in general, whenever I'm trying, whenever I'm deciding to ignore red flags, that's when I get. Uh, <laughs> beaten uh, out of my ass. <laughs> so, yeah, this was uh, basically my experience with Netherlands, Amsterdam, and with traveling with a partner. Now, hopefully, I'm about to travel with my partner, my actual partner, <laughs> my current partner. Uh, this year, hopefully, it will happen. Uh, and I have uh, way higher expectations because this relationship has been <laughs> like, <laughs> I think I said this before, like balm on my soul. It's really, it really feels uh, like this is how it's supposed to be. It really feels like this is how a relationship should be. It really feels 
Again, it's not nice when you compare two things, but sometimes I need to compare it to be like, yeah, that was really wrong. And I was making a lot of mistakes as well, but the other person was just not my match. I don't know, yeah, I don't know how other, how other way to explain it. So um, I guess this was my experience in Netherlands and I this is probably why I also want to go again to Netherlands to bring different uh, memories out of that country. This concludes today's episode. Thank you for listening and if you want to get in touch with me you can do so by emailing to alinaswonders at gmail.com Until next time, follow your dreams and stay true to yourself.